0: Hi, my name is John, and this is my good buddy, Andy. You're listening to the Packers Blitz Podcast. This podcast is done by two two diehard Packer fans who survived the dark times of the 1980s, Packers football, and lived to talk about it. And this podcast is always dedicated to the greatest fans of all, Packer fans, football's here. I've been watching preseason. Yeah, baby, I might be insane. But it's here, and I'm watching it. (laughs) So, Andy, take it away. uh, From Let's just get right into it. Take it away with uh, some of the joint practices with the New England Patriots that uh, Packers did.
1: Yeah, the Packers held a couple of joint practices in Green Bay this week with the uh, New England Patriots. I have absolutely uh, nothing to say about that, uh, except I was scarred. Uh-oh. Scarred for life. Uh seeing pictures of Bill Belichick in shorts showing oh. up on my phone. So that's the only thing I want oh. to mention about that. So, John, I if there was anything of note that happened, I know there were a few uh mm-hmm. fisticuffs and fights and yeah, stuff, but you get you yeah. get that anyway. football, that whatever. But um, I didn't yeah. know if there was anything else you wanted to mention on that. I don't think, to be quite honest, no. it was you know. It's great that they're doing that. I think with the three preseason games, uh, that's yeah. it's very important to uh, to have that competition and to to do those type types of things sure. uh, to make sure uh, both teams are ready for the uh, NFL season. So I think it's very worthwhile. Uh, that's just my opinion on it. But uh, you know they had the practices yeah. again with the Cincinnati Bengals the previous week. Yeah. And they had a couple practices yep. this week with New England. So, but I'm I didn't know what your thoughts were, and you had anything that you wanted to yeah. add on that, but
0: no, not not really. There were just some fist of cuffs. there were some pretty good plays. Uh, we will get into the game summary here in, in just a second here. Uh, but one thing, and I, I'm gonna repeat this throughout the podcast. Packard Blitz fans and my good buddy Andy, of course, just remember this. Embrace the consistent, inconsistent. <laughs> and you're going, What the hell are you talking about, John? Because what I'm seeing right now, and we'll talk about in the game, is Jordan Love, couple plays, looks really good. Plays, he doesn't look so good. And we'll talk about uh, in the game, too. So that's, I kept on saying that is a, a mantra to myself embrace. The consistent, inconsistent, because that's what's going to happen. It's gonna. It, there's nothing going to be like, you know, going 10 for 10, throwing a dime into a, uh, a bucket to Devontae Adams in the corner of the end zone and all this stuff. However, there was some plays, uh, Andy, if you want to get to it, why don't you start out and uh, get to the game summary, and then we can talk about some of those plays. Uh, that resulted in the first touchdown that I thought was hmm, give me a little bit of hope <laughs> so go ahead yeah, Andy. definitely
1: John definitely yeah we, we should get right into it anyway we've got a lot to cover today so uh yeah. yeah so basically the second preseason game was against the Patriots Saturday night uh August 19th I believe it was at uh, Lambeau field and it was it marked the first game since 1991 at Lambeau field in which either, Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers was not the starting quarterback under center for the Green Bay uh, football team. Of course, it was Jordan Love's first start at Lambeau. So that's, you know, kind of significant, isn't it, John?
0: Yeah, that is cons- that is uh, one of those trivia facts that later on when you're sitting in the sports bar that will come up and you'll go like, Who was it? Yeah, (laughs) I'm just just repeating,
1: John, what they said on the broadcast. But I thought it was very interesting that they mentioned. I was like, oh, I'm going to use that. So you know, they did (laughs) did a great job, brought up some really interesting facts. So I was like, oh, yes, make sure I repeat that one. So, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, we lost 21-17 at home on Saturday night. I really think uh, overall we look like we were the better team. And yes. we were actually driving at the time. So, I mean, who knows what would have happened. But there, yeah. the game was suspended uh, with about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, it, it all happened after a New England player, cornerback Isaiah Bolden, was carted off the field, uh, strapped to a gurney, a stretcher, uh, with a uh, head injury. Uh, the two head coaches agreed to call it a night at that point. So uh, it just stopped. <laughs> the game just... Stopped and because, uh, of course, the team that was winning at the time was the New England Patriots, they ended up winning 21 17 because the game just again stopped. So, just like joint uh, the joint practices this week, the Packers' D line was in the lap of, of New England's quarterbacks all night. Uh, it was uh, the run defense that was allowing the Patriot running backs way too much. Uh, yardage on the ground. Uh, the Packers secondary even got burned several times. And that's, t- to me, that's very disconcerting considering the Patriots do not have uh, very good wide receivers. And the strength of the Packers defense is supposed to be its cornerbacks. And um, there are some plays from the cornerbacks and the play- some plays from the safeties, actually, that weren't very good. A lot of bad angles, missed tackles, and whatnot on some of the TDs. Uh, that the uh, New England Patriots had. But we made their wide receivers look good, and they do not have good wide receivers. They just don't. Uh, So the Packers' offense uh, moved the ball all night uh, pretty much, uh, even against an excellent uh, New England defense playing all of its starters. Uh, At halftime, the offense uh, for the Packers had over 250 yards, which is pretty darn good. Uh, So they were moving the ball uh special teams uh John added this was uh sloppy and i would have mm-hmm. to agree with that a lot of penalties uh there was that delay of game penalty i had forgotten about on an extra point uh there were uh holding penalties uh, there was some bad co- coverage in the first half um uh there were a lot of a lot of dumb penalties uh i added that <laughs> just dumb mm-hmm. penalties i never ever want to hear the words block in the back ever again yeah uh, and and then john added better get this corrected soon and and you're absolutely Real right so. john you can't be doing those type of stupid things no i did read an article today this is off the subject or kind of still on the subject but off of it um that our special teams uh did um, make some initial tackles. They weren't missing tackles, uh, but there were some really stupid plays here and there uh, with, with all the penalties and whatnot. So, and I really don't think when our uh, receiver uh, Samari Torre was uh, doing his run backs that they were uh, always blocking very well for him. And Samari did the no. best he could considering.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so from the standpoint mm-hmm. of us tackling great, but blocking <laughs> wasn't one of our strong suits And it looked like Samari was really, he did a really good job, I thought, of being aggressive and and making a Mm -hmm. decision and going with it. And so that's what you have to do when you're a return person. So I thought he did a pretty good job. And most of the yard returns that he would have had got negated by the penalties. So it really didn't matter anyway, Mm -hmm. right? Unbelievable. So, yes. uh, John, I don't know if you have anything to add on that part.
0: No, we get the game can no, get right into takeaways. Yeah, let's get right into game uh, yeah, takeaways. Yeah. So I have more to add on that. Yeah,
1: first thing that I had uh, was, you know, right away on, on one of the first plays of the game, I think it was on third down or whatever it was, uh, yes. starting center Josh Myers uh, needs to get his shite together. Uh, another snap yes. sails over the head of Jordan Love. And there is a backstory on that. Uh, I'll just add it in there. This is off the top of my head. Uh, But basically, he said that somebody jumped and hit him. So either hit the ball or hit his arm or something happened, and that caused him Mm -hmm. to sail it over Jordan Love's head. But So I guess there was an excuse for it that he thought a penalty was going to be called. And it wasn't. So yeah. uh, the Patriots, uh, D, of course, recovers it. It's way down in our side of the field. And uh, right. and then basically uh, the New England offense cashes in on it uh, for a very short touchdown. Uh, I think it was Ramondre Stevenson, their really good running back kind of plowed it in. We had a few penalties and whatever. Yeah. But um, oh, boy. The, the thing was, you put the defense in a very bad spot right away so yeah, yeah and then the Packers defense again could not stop that that running back we just talked about uh, uh ramondre yes. Stevenson is is a stud he has he has plenty of burst he's a great player um but there were some, again some missed tackles uh mm-hmm. three to five yards down the field um you know and he wasn't even touched half the time before he got no. the three to five yards so basically mm-hmm. um that's defense that's AJ Hawk defense right there so
0: um so the third
1: so the third thing um i really thought the offensive line for the packers held up really well against a a great uh new england front seven they have a legit defense Mm. their offense may stink
0: they do but they have a
1: legit defense and they have for several years because it's belichick that's kind of his specialty
0: it's belichick Yeah, yeah and
1: so uh you know, it was it was uh, truly dominant in the pass and the run game, and a really good effort from their offensive line. I thought uh, the fourth thing uh, I thought uh, Jordan uh, love again to Romeo Dobbs. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna hear that a lot, mm. and and uh, so you're gonna see that connection being made uh, uh, quite a bit. And he uh, threw a really good pass, couple of really good passes to Romeo, and and the key was Romeo caught them. And so, uh, yeah, so you got to give your really good players, your good wide receivers, uh, opportunity. And he did get them the ball, get the playmakers, the ball. And then to just to name a few, um, well, actually a lot. (laughs) Jaden Reed had a touchdown. Luke Mustrave, uh, again, looks like a complete tight end. He started again. Uh, Tucker pretty much has to. We only have three tight ends left. Um, Tucker Kraft, uh, you know, it seemed like he has really good hands. He caught a pass. Uh, Colby Wooden, he had a nice tackle for loss. Carl Brooks, well, you'll be hearing his name quite a bit. Pressure, pressure, pressure all the time. Uh, Lucas Finesse, uh made some hustle plays uh set the edge he was actually playing pretty good there's a play uh where the running back was going to get around the corner he came up from behind and uh, uh caught him and it came out of nowhere so again those hustle mm-hmm. plays where he's not giving up on the play uh really uh you know makes you uh you think that there's good things to come and uh so so all these rookies are you know all these 2023 uh draft picks are making Trump contributions and 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 John there was a there was a series uh, in which Colby Wooden and Carl Brooks mm-hmm. were playing uh side by side in which they were totally obliterating the middle of the uh New England That's line. Good. so it was good to see those That's two true. in tandem and so they were kind of mm-hmm. doing a lot of movement things where they were switching you know and 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 moving and one guy would go one way the other guy would come around and uh, so that was really good to see that they were playing really what wo- uh, really well as a as a tandem. so, and then the last mm-hmm. thing I wanted to mention, the sixth thing I wanted to mention was uh, where there weren't a lot of penalties last week, <laughs> and we'll talk about this some more, John. there were nine yeah. penalties in the first half alone by the Packers, three on offense, three on defense, and three on special teams.. Spread it out. And I know Ooh, and I know what you all are thinking. That's great balance. You know, yes. three, three, and three. Uh so, but that's not what we want. Uh penalties are no bueno. Um, so John, did you have some other takeaways that you wanted to add in on? Yes. <laughs> We already talked about absolutely. Yeah, we already talked about uh, Carl Brooks. We talk yeah. about him again. He looks, well, we're he looks talking great. about
0: him again. He looks like we he are, looks like I a player. Agent.
1: He just does. He just looks I'm like a defensive agent. tackle. Andy. He just looks like so a guy who's, out, who's gonna Andy. wreak havoc.
0: Hear me out. I am his agent, Carl Brooks, and me, baby. We're going places. We're gonna make some money. <laughs> Show me the money. Uh, the All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Kyle Brooks my man what did I tell you I told you you did, didacker blitz fans I'm telling you look out for this guy now okay like everybody come to earth calm down John who take a breath take a breath yes I get it he's still a rookie But when, Andy, rack your brain now, really rack your brain, okay? I know you're old. I'm old, too. When have you seen a rookie in preseason, like, just obliterate people? Like, just he's in the backfield. Like, even if when he's given, like, five, six, ten chances. I mean, not a lot of chances. I mean, think about it. And I was sitting there. I'll tell you my first. If you come up with one, God love you. And I went, well, okay, kind of. Um, and then I said, no, he was a free agent. We got here. <laughs> so no, we can't get. I was like, Pat, um, hmm, uh, and you know, I really, you know, I know some guys are out there who who made a difference. You know, like we have the Gravedigger, you know, and and we had, um, and and Kenny Clark is still dominant. He kind of, you know, maybe not as much as. Used to be what we hope he will. We be. We had Santana, uh, Santana Dotson, Santana, but he was a free agent. I'm thinking about. Oh. I'm talking about draft choices. Oh, okay, draft, draft choices, choices. Defensive line in the past. I'm, I'm going to say ten years. That's been just. You throw him in here in any play, that guy's in the backfield, right? Yeah. Hard to hard to think of one. We'll think of one, but. He's my man. So special teams, they're not special. (laughs) Okay. Rich, Rich Masaccia. Remember he is the assistant coach right now to Matt LaFleur. So yes, he has a whole mess of things he's got to do. Plus I was told he gave the main day-to-day things to his understudy. Well, if that's true, uh, Rich, (laughs) you need to go to your understudy guy and be like, you're fired. <laughs> Give me that thing back because this is not good. Like you said in the game summary really quick, they just looked like they took a step back again, maybe two steps back. So I, did, I didn't really like that. And it, it was just really disheartening because I'm like, guys, we, we can't play like this in the regular season. We are going to lose games like we did a couple, two, three years ago where we lost games because of special teams. Block kicks, crappy punting, crappy coverage, penalties, on and on and on and on. And you're right, uh, Toure was like you. You saw him running out there, and he's like, "Well, I'll go here." <laughs> like he literally was just going. Well, I got one place. To he go. was running for his I guess life. I go there. He had four or five guys
1: after yeah. him. He's like trying. He's just yeah, survival he's, at yeah. that point. But he yeah, made yeah. really quick, quick, good decisions.
0: He made right. Yeah, I'm going here, I'm that, going
1: there, and I'm just gonna
0: run my right. behind. I'm off. just going, right. Yeah, exactly. So okay. So we're back to where we started special teams. Now hopefully, Seahawks, we play, I believe, Saturday. We'll get this back because we need a good showing on Saturday, especially Jordan Love. Again, I loved what he did when he was moving the ball down the field and that pass the the Jaden Reed was like, they've been doing it for past three, four years. It was like Devontae Adams and Rogers. That was a great pass. It was just perfect. Uh, I love Jaden Reed. I I think he can break in to be a starter because he has confidence coming out of every place of his body. And I love that. But again, take a breath, people he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. The other thing I didn't like with our receivers, and I I didn't add this here, but just talking about receivers. Now, I don't know this, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Andy. I know New England has a great defense. They're great, you know, have a great coach. So, yeah, I get it. But we weren't getting separation on that Romeo Dobbs catch. That, again, that was in the bucket, and Romeo Dobbs had to like put his foot down, drag his other foot to, just to make a catch, which, again, was contested. The Jaden Reed catch. Dropped that in the bucket, had to make it a contested catch. There was really no, maybe down in the second half a little bit, because I rewatched the game a little bit, but that's with second or third stringers, where you saw Packer receivers get open, have some space, and be able to make a play. So that concerns me because if we cannot do that uh, consistently to give Jordan love a win, uh, a decent window to throw into, I'm sorry. He's going to throw interceptions. There's nothing you can do about it. The guy's covering him and he is just, you know, he's on him like glue, man. How are you going to get that ball in there? you have to throw a perfect pass. And that's really hard. So, and I'll let you uh, come back to this, Andy, if you want to. So my next thing is, what's going on with our center? What That used to be the strength of our offensive line. You know, we used to have great centers. You know, even the backup center was decent. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, huh? <laughs> they held up well against this, like you said, a a, a stout New England defense and a, you know a really nice defensive line. Uh, but it just seems like there's something not right. Either there's something going on that the Packers are not telling us, which again, that's their right not to tell us, or we're going to see Zach, Tom, <laughs> the art center in there and everybody's going to go, what happened to Josh Myers? And we're going to be like, well, he got traded. Uh, and that's something we were going to talk about here later on in the podcast, uh, episode. So,
1: and anything to add yep. to that? So a couple of things actually, uh. With the, yeah, it's not re- not really a wide receiver, but our uh, rookie tight end Luke Musgrave, he's gotten open, mm. wide open a few times. So well, that's true. That's so true. from that that's standpoint, he, yeah, he's not one of our wide receivers. So I will add that. But, and yeah. and we've talked about this before. And yeah, he's been playing great. Uh, you know, he's actually yeah. been blocking really well. Um, and uh, yeah, running really good routes and getting open. So now you just got to get on the ball. Yeah. Right? Uh, the second thing I wanted to talk about just briefly, when you talked about, uh, and you brought it up about the defensive tackles, how long has it been and this and that, um, there was a name that came to mind. I know he didn't play for the Packers. Uh, I think he played for the Bengals. And the reason I bring him up is because a lot of Packer fans will remember him because he played at Wisconsin. So you yeah, had Tim Crumry, um, Tim who uh, played, I believe, for the Bengals. And he was a phenomenal player. Yeah. Uh, his uh, career was cut short. He uh, messed up his leg. I think he broke it in several places, or whatever the yeah. deal was. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. he was a surefire Hall of Famer, um, easily. And uh, unfortunately, his his career got cut short. The reason I bring him up is, why can't the Packers somebody from their staff get it get on the highway or get on a road and drive to uh, to Camp Randall and watch these guys? Uh, we had both Watt brothers, okay, playing <laughs> in our state. And we, we don't true. draft either one. And we had an opportunity to um, draft yeah. these guys, John, uh, mm-hmm. especially, yeah, I'm yeah. sure, Dr- Tim right <laughs> because we were drafting so high at the time. Yeah. Because what? That's got to be in the 80s yeah, yeah. that I'm talking about this. I, I didn't. Correct.
0: Yeah, that's stats
1: or whatever. But that's what popped in my head. I knew you were talking about Green Bay players, but nobody popped in my head for that. But as soon as you mentioned exactly. that, talking about guys that's that just point. would just be awesome, that you're just like, holy cow, yeah. he's taking on two, three guys, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. You know, total, total yeah. uh game wrecker. And uh so, and the Absolutely. only reason I bring up the Watt Brothers again, it just irks me, <laughs> you know, that that we oh, didn't uh that that we didn't draft either one uh, yeah, yeah. or even get them in free agency. Um, although we would have.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. That, okay. Yeah. That was. Uh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to move on. Back at blitz fans. You're, I know you're going like, yeah, why did we? Yeah. We, okay, okay. So, uh, so let's go.
1: Yeah. Go so let's uh, talk about some of uh, the preseason game. The second game are studs, buds and duds. <laughs> And then we're Uh, uh, going to talk very uh, briefly about the Packers Blitz players of the game. I think a lot of you, when we talk about some of these players, especially the studs, you'll figure out who our Packers Blitz players of the game are. So um, first, we're going to talk about the studs. We're going to keep it positive. And uh, the first person I want to mention was outside linebacker Kingsley Enigbare. Uh, He was very athletic. Uh, multi-dimensional with a full repertoire of uh, pass rush moves and always wreaking havoc. Uh, he was a he was a beast. So he's basically taking the place of Rashawn Gary, and he was playing pretty darn well. Um, I just mm-hmm. popped up on my phone a few hours ago. His PFF grade, his Pro Football Focus grade, or PFF for short, uh, was ninety-six point four which is pretty much wow. perfect because uh, the most you can score is 100 yeah. 96.4 John and he mm. so um and he also earned some uh, top special teams grades he's in the top 2 or 3 in that so he plays special teams as well and did a great job with that so pretty awesome yeah uh defensive lineman Carl Brooks we just talked about him <laughs> Carl Brooks uh, he had uh, actually the 10 10th most sacks in college football in 2022 uh, i believe and he spent a lot of time in the new england black backfield during run plays and pass plays and i know his stat line didn't look super great but he was a force he delivered two pressures and a tackle for loss his uh one of his sacks, by the way, John, was eliminated because of a penalty. <laughs> sure. So he actually did right. have a sack. Uh, so that's why his deadline didn't look very good. And he was all over the field. Yeah. If anybody goes back and rewatches that game, which, you know, personally, I'm not going to do it because I watch every second of it. But um, if you go back and, yeah. and watch it and, and then then hone in, just watch him. Uh, he was a force. Mm-hmm. Uh, his P- oh, his yeah. PFF grade, I believe, was second best. To Kingsley, and he had an eighty. John. 0.4, uh, PFF grade. Sorry, our power just went out <laughs> for a second. Oh. Everything shut down. I'm like, but we're still good. All right. Power surge. All my lights went off, and then it came right back on. Okay. Moving on. So yeah. So. He, that's how great. He's so powerful. The power goes out. Yeah. Yeah, So he had an 80.4 PFF grade, which was second best on the team. And then uh, the next person that was a stud, absolute stud was Rashid Walker. Uh, I hadn't put him in and I, and I decided to because uh, his PFF grade was 78.9. He uh, started at left tackle for David Bakhtiari and was terrific. Ah, uh, he didn't allow a pressure, which I didn't realize, and earned the team's second-best run-blocking grade. He has jumped Josh Nyman on the depth chart at left tackle, and that is And is now probable uh, that he's uh, David Bakhtiari's primary backup. So right. pretty awesome, right, John? So yeah, yeah. I mentioned an offense, one of our offensive linemen, which I should. So I was like. Um, yeah. I didn't have anybody in there from the line. I was like, wait a minute, somebody was a stud because that, that line did awesome. Did awesome yeah. So I put Rashid yeah, yeah. in there.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: great job, Rashid. Um, and then, of course, again, running back Emmanuel Wilson, speedy, powerful, mm-hmm. dragging tacklers all over the field, breaking tackles, and exhausted from all of the carries. Uh, you know, John, uh, you know, the, the film guys clocked him at just under 22 miles an hour last wow. week against the Bengals. And that's fast, really fast.
0: That's really fast.
1: So that's pretty pretty awesome. And then uh, kick, kicker Anders Carlson, we had to mention him. Probably people were wondering, how did he do? He did just fine. He made a 52-yard field goal, I think, just before halftime and, yeah. and made both of his extra points. So he was perfect. So great job, Anders. Uh, they will not probably be getting another kicker into camp so that's a good thing he mm-hmm. at the if he keeps it up he's yeah that's true <laughs> that's very true and now we're going to talk about the buds and the thing all is right. uh you know Packers fans out there Packer Blitz fans people all over the world people in the United States you're probably wondering what does buds mean um in and, and for me it's kind of like uh somebody that's solid steady and dependable so um wide receiver grant Debose, uh nice route runner and great hands wide receiver uh malik the goon heath ditto same thing and uh malik did a again a really good job he was having a really good second half he was about the only guy that was playing because i think uh grant went down with a hamstring injury correct so they were yeah. throwing him the ball a lot. So he probably would have yeah. ended up with a better game than even Grant had. Uh, so I just wanted to mention him as well. I just like his nickname. I Well, that everybody's Ooh. kind of giving him the goon. Um, so, yeah, he does some of the dirty work. And uh, a lot of their wide receivers take pride in uh, making blocks. And that's what he does. So he gets in the fray, so to speak, right? And then uh, John mentioned it before. You know, with Jordan Love, you know Jordan Love had a pretty good game. So does Sean Clifford. Uh, They were both rated pretty much neck and neck uh, with PFF. I think they had an eighty point whatever rating, Mm. Uh, really good rating. He really looks good, poised in the pocket, delivers a nice ball, and made uh, better decisions than the past game. So in this game, he made really good decisions. Uh, I did want to also mention Patrick Taylor. Uh, he may not make the club, <laughs> uh, cause they may only keep two running backs anyway, but they've done pretty much everything they can ask of him. Yep. He's one of their oh, core yeah. special teams player. Uh, but he's also a running back that who, who does everything that's asked of him, you know, make a block, yeah. go out and catch a ball, uh, you know, get a four or five yard run. He's very steady. So that's why I picked mm-hmm. him. Uh, he's not flashy. Uh, no. probably not even as flashy, uh, as Wilson is, but, yeah, man, um, yeah, he definitely, I mean, deserves a spot on the roster. The question will be, are yeah. they going to give it to him? So,
0: yeah, I don't know.
1: uh, we'll see on that. So veteran player, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll see. They aren't going to keep four running backs no, and they might not even keep three. So if they are going to keep three, it's really probably down to him and Wilson, I would assume. Um, but we'll see. Uh, and then the last person uh, that was a bud uh, was defensive tackle uh, Colby Wooden, who I know John really likes too. Uh, he was taking up blockers yeah. a lot on purpose to free up Brooks up the middle. So he would usually come across and take out a couple guys, yeah. and then Brooks would come around him and just be you know wide open to go after the quarterback. But the thing mm-hmm. was, Brooks did a nice job of disrupting the plays. You know, right. he wasn't always just going right at the quarterback. He would kind of try to, you could tell there was that he was being aggressive, but not too aggressive where he was right. trying to bat down balls. And mm-hmm. if the quarterback made a mistake, one bad decision, he was going to, you know, just level them type thing. Right. So, um, yeah. So defensive tackle Colby Wooden, great job. Now the duds. <laughs> Now the duds. So, John, before we move on, was there anything you wanted to add on the studs or the duds or, sorry, the uh,
0: bugs before we get to the duds? I'll add them after you're done.
1: Okay. Uh, So the duds, I've got – we already talked about Josh Myers. Uh, You know, uh, he's going to need a masseuse. Uh, He's going to have to have some masseuse work to work out all the kinks out of his neck from looking over his shoulder. So I'm going to say on that. Uh-huh. Uh, then the other person, Jason Deguara, not, I'm not a fan of. I, 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 just, no. uh, I and everybody knows this by now. He's a he's <laughs> a fullback that who cannot block. Right. Uh, he's he's Bubba Frank's 2.0. Yep. Uh, he gets hit and tackled right away. There's a there. I think there was a third down play. It might have been a fourth yes. down play. I think it was a third down play. No, it was third. He only had to pick up a yard. Yes. Yard, maybe two yards, and his his yes. route. He ran it so that <laughs> he didn't already get, I mean, he wasn't going the right direction where he was turning up field. Yeah. It just, he didn't run. Yeah. I just don't think he ran a very good route. And then no, he got he stopped short. Yeah. And he just went right down. So. Yeah, went
0: right down.
1: Yep. So anyway, those are my duds. So, uh, so right. John.
0: Yes. Okay. I am. Everything was awesome. Great job. Well, I got some more duds. And I don't mean to be negative Packer fans. Uh, you name most of them, but I would... Shamir uh, Jean, Jean Charles. Charles, yep. Dude. Oh, you have a bad night. <laughs> Special teams holding, bad in coverage. Uh, he made s- some other mistakes. I don't know if the dude just didn't show up or he, if the pressure's on him and he just folds, you know, and just I don't know what to tell you, but also the 11 penalties, come on, man. I mean, yep. that's what I give a dud to, you know, to. I mean, uh, that was ridiculous. You you can't win any game, I don't care who you are, with 11 penalties, with maybe the exception of the Chiefs. But still, if you're putting yourself in a big hole coming to the regular season if you have 11 penalties. Because uh, it, it took away a sack. It took away some uh, pretty decent runs by two or eight. It took away some other things that you were just like, what is going on? So anyway, hey, can I, I, I want to do this one. if That's okay. <laughs> Packers blitz players of the game. Is that okay? I'm going to read this one. Yeah. Before you, you do that,
1: John, sure. Shamar, uh, I think he was a seventh round pick from the previous year. So he's not, yes. he's, he's, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd even call him a veteran at this point, but he has been on the roster or whatnot. Yeah. And uh, so you would, you would just think some of the, our seventh round picks are playing better than him. So when I mean, we yeah. talked about Carrington uh, Valentine, uh, he didn't have as good of a game this time, but he was always right near the ball and trying to make yeah. plays. So, Gotta yes. give him credit for that. I mean, he did have a uh not a very good penalty on one of the past mm-hmm. plays or whatnot. I think that actually negated one of Carl Brooks' sacks. But uh yes,
0: was. yeah, uh,
1: I, I just go off of memory, which isn't always a good thing. But yeah, Shamar needs to step up his game. They've got too, yeah, m- too much too much talent. Uh yeah. I really think he's one of the guys that's gonna unfortunately gonna end up getting cut, but
0: well, we'll see. We'll see. So, Packers blitz players of the game. So Andy, actually, why don't you read yours and I'll read mine. How's that sound? So okay. Andy, yeah, what is your Packers?
1: Uh, yep. our, the new uh, Packers starting left tackle and former hmm. seventh round pick uh, from last year. I think he was from uh, Penn State. I think I'm per- yeah. right on that. So Rasheed Walker. I picked yep. him. I changed it. <laughs> I was going to give it to Wilson again. <laughs> But Rashid yeah. actually uh, got graded uh, higher, and I thought he had to, just a phenomenal game. Left tackle is one of the hardest positions, if not the hardest position to play in the NFL. Uh, it just is, and so he did a great job. And I didn't realize how good of a job he did till I read some of the articles I did today. So I picked him uh, because it's good to pick an offensive lineman every once in a while for the sure. game. So I did. And then the uh, this was easy. The edge rusher uh, Kingsley and in- Igbari. We already talked about how great a game he had. Didn't play many uh, series or snaps, but man, did he made a made a, a, a an impression right away. Uh, just oh, a great yeah. player, um, and he looks really really good. He may not end up starting for the Packers, but I mm-hmm. hope they're they're playing him quite a bit and trying to get him in there and rotate him in. So yeah, real deal. So John, Absolutely. which ones were yours then?
0: Yeah, so you know my first one. Come on, Packer Blitz fans. You know it's Carl Brooks. <laughs> uh, I think he did a phenomenal job. I think you can still get him in there uh during the regular season. You know, I would love, love to see him opposite uh Rashid uh not Rashid. Uh what am I drop? Why am I dropping his name here? Uh oh he's called Rashid. We're <laughs> talking about Wooden? Rashawn Gary.
1: Oh, Rashon no, Gary. Gary. That guy. Yeah.
0: So I would love to see Brooks and Rashawn Gary and see what would happen. Because Rashawn Gary, you know, once he gets his, you know, feet underneath him with uh being out a little bit, man, he's gonna be a force again. And you know, it's gonna be really hard to keep those guys out. And you know, I think they have a nice mixture now we'll see you know it comes down to joe barry and his uh, coaching <laughs> so anyway and then uh my my so that's my defensive packers blitz player of the game and now my offensive player of the game and I give it to Jaden reed just because i think he uh just looks to me the part now again like i said he's a rookie we'll see but he just He just ran that really nice route, made a really nice catch, contested catch, Um, and, you know, hey, I think there's a great upside for him. I don't think he's going to start right away, but with our youth at receiver, you don't know, right? Because, you know, Lafleur might decide, hey, let's let's give this guy a chance any way we can. So, that's it for our Packers Best Players of the Game. Let's... Play a game, okay? Yep. It's called if we were Packers GM. Now yep. let me start first.
1: Take it away, John. Andy,
0: Andy For the last time, I am not trading Bakhtiari. Well, yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you heard it. He had this He had this press conference after one of the training camps, and he just walked up to the podium and he went some guy from Packers Wire, which is owned by USA Today, by the way, said, just raise his hand. He's about to get out. What's with Bakhtiari? You know, see the trade him. And G- Guttekin just kind of lost his temper and went, I'm not trading him. Don't even ask that question.
1: <laughs> I loved it, actually. That was awesome.
0: <laughs> and I was just like, woo, Goody, you're fired up, pal. Um but one of the things I want to talk about here that Andy and I brought up in the past, and Andy, before you get to your, you have a little more details. Mine is a little more like, well, you know, maybe we should do this. Maybe, you know, help people out here. So, no. By the way, Bakhtiari, if we traded him, the only way I'm trading him, if I'm Packers GM, is for a first-round pick. The Jets aren't giving us a first-round pick for Bakhtiari. That's not going to happen. The other reason I'm not trading him is, well, we're only going to see 1.8 mil if we trade him. And then we're on the hook for all this dead cap money, which are, you know, come on. So unless the Jets are going to come to us, by the way, I'm watching the uh, hard knocks and the Jets offensive line as they stand right now are going to get Rogers killed. They are horrible. Um <laughs> And you see it in Hard Knocks where, you know, Salah, the whatever the head coach's name is the Jets, is like, he's worried. You can see he's worried. He's like, uh-oh, we better fix this. Hey, call the Packers. And I think that's what <laughs> Kunikens was like. No, we're not trying them. you know, don't give him more stuff. <laughs> like, we need to keep hard stuff. Oh, anyway, so, but the other thing I wanted to say is – um I really wanted to Packers to bring in a veteran quarterback. Something like you know, in the movie, uh, Bo Durham, you know, you know, get like Kevin Costner, get a guy like him where he comes in, he's all over Jordan loves case. And he's like, you know, Hey, you know, don't do this and don't do that. and Don't say this. And don't, you know, and just be on his butt and kind of kick the crap out of him. The only reason I say that is because I love Tom Clements. He's, but he's not in touch, right? You need someone to come in there who's been a veteran. I don't know who this guy could be, Uh, but just come in. He knows he might play a little bit, but just you got two young quarterbacks. He can come in and be like, okay, guys, this is how we conduct ourselves. This is how we get ready. This is how we prepare ourselves. You know, you don't have, uh, you know, uh, do on your shower shoes. (laughs) Flip flops or whatever, Uh, you know, like a Bo Durham, you know, like that whole Kevin Costner thing. That was his whole thing. And I think that might help Jordan Love to relax a little bit. And for him just to have someone he can turn to, like he did with Aaron Rodgers, to be like, hey, how do you do this? And how's this work? And, um, Because it's going to take some time. So that was me. That was my spiel. Andy, if you want to get into your more detail, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, so if if I were Packers GM, uh, the first move I would make was would be to move Rasul Doug, Douglas to safety. Ooh, um, Brian Gutekunst has even said as much, uh, even way back at the NFL Combine earlier this year, uh, because of our depth at cornerback, that allows that move to to happen. And you got to put the best players out there that you possibly can, and they already targeted Rasul. Uh, you know that he's able to switch to safety. Uh, very smart, heady player, and hopefully it would be a smooth transition for him, and the best uh, decision that the club could make as far as putting the best uh, team that they could on on the on the football field and the best team, uh, best defense that they could put out on the field. So that'd be the first thing I would do. And there's been, you know, people could uh, Google this and look this up. There's been a lot of articles to this fact. <laughs> So I'm mean, there's nothing that right. that is earth-shattering that I'm saying here. Uh, this is a kind of almost like public record that this might happen. So that would be my first thing I would do, considering how good some of our cornerbacks have looked like. And remember, everybody out there, John, Packer fans, uh, Eric Stokes is coming back too. So what are you going to yeah. do then? So you have a right. lot of really good players um, that you're going to have to play to see what you got. Because uh, Stokes has not played a whole lot in the last, uh, you know, year or so, so um, got to get him out on the football field somehow. And if you move Rasul, uh, then you can put some of the guys like Carrington Valentine out there as well. So, second thing that I would do uh, would be uh, basically Colin Cowherd has made the statement:
0: <laughs> uh-huh. like,
1: the offensive line play throughout the NFL has been atrocious. And if that's the case, uh then you know what I would do is try to trade some of our O-line depth in this transition year that we have to get valuable draft capital for the uh, 2024 draft. And so what I would do if I were GM if that's the case is try to, you know, maybe trade one maybe two of our guys. Now, the thing is, in the NFL, that doesn't happen too easily, but there are some needy teams out there. Uh, we don't want these guys to get, uh, you know, where we're, we're cutting them, and then they're getting picked up by other teams either. So you got to get some value from them. So so basically, you've got David Bakhtiari. Supposedly, he's not going anywhere, which is great. I'm fine with it. It's hard to find really good left tackles, and he's one of the best. Uh, you got Elton uh, Jenkins. Uh, you got Zach Tom, you got John Runnin Jr., you got uh, Rasheed Walker, who is actually rated uh, third overall offensive player for the first preseason as well. Uh, you've got Josh Nyman still. And, and again, all those are really good or special players and all uh, could and should start in the NFL. They are why the Packers have arguably a top three offensive line. Uh, so you've got those guys. Uh, but again, you got a guy like Josh Nyman. Uh, he's in a contract year next year, uh, and there's considerable depth at the tackle position. Uh, so however, his ability to play multiple positions cannot be overstated. The only way that I make a trade is if I can get at least a second or third round pick for him, and I believe – Um, you were looking at a second-round pick, a second-round tender with him anyway. But um, I don't think a team's going to do that, (laughs) actually. But Josh can play right tackle, and he can play left tackle occasionally. But I think he's more suited to the right tackle position. Uh, But again, I'm not saying trade him. I'm just saying if you get an offer that's too good to refuse, then then you think about it. So then you've got players like uh, Sean uh, Ryan, I believe, uh, Luke Tenuta. Uh, Luke Tenuta actually looked pretty good last preseason game. He didn't play right. in this one. Uh, Royce okay. Newman he hasn't looked overly great, but he is a, he is no. a veteran. Uh, Kadeem Telford he's looked pretty good. Uh, they all these players can probably play in the league, and and but yeah. all of them aren't probably not going to make our roster. So it's a possibility that that none of them make it. And so, again, you have to find a way to maybe trade somebody to get some value for them now if you can. So uh, it's a good thing to have all these really good players on the offensive, uh, you know, line. Uh, It's just you aren't going to be able to keep all of them. So they're going to keep nine, maybe 10 of them. And we've got too many, (laughs) unfortunately, that are that are that are pretty good. Right. And so, again, you got to get some value out of them because they, once they cut them, it's got, they, getting them to the pra- practice squad is not going to be easy. They're going to get scooped up no. by somebody. You know yes, that's going to happen. So, yes, anyway, the third thing I wanted to mention, and this is kind of my, my winning philosophy, uh, and this would be my philosophy as, as GM, you know, let's not be a poor or mediocre team like during the 1980s. Let's oh. be let's be great with Jordan Love, or pivot immediately and get one of those four or five uh, quarterbacks in next year's draft. So there's a, it's a really good draft for quarterbacks next year. And so if Jordan Love isn't the answer, you're going to find out this year, this season. You can't afford to wait any longer. He's in his fourth season. Either he's got it or he doesn't. The NFL is about winning, winning championships, winning the Super Bowl. Gone are the days that a NFL team can win a title with a subpar, mediocre start, starter at quarterback. For example, I wasn't even say it. Okay, Joe Flacco, Trent Dilfer, these are Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, by the way. John, you know this. Backer fans out yeah. there, football fans out there, Jimmy Garoppolo, he was in the Super Bowl, didn't win it, but he's in the Super Bowl nonetheless, and he almost. Almost pulled yeah. it off,
0: and that's no, Jimmy right.
1: Garoppolo. Seriously,
0: mm.
1: so the again gone are the days that you can have just a subpar uh, quarterback, and you have to have you have to have a stud. You have to have a a guy that's probably in the top, probably ten to maybe twelve quarterbacks, usually in the top ten or higher. So, um, again, you've got to have that if you're going to win Super Bowls. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So, and then I said the best for last. Uh, cut uh, Josiah DeGuara right now. Uh, cut him <laughs> immediately. Uh, there is no wall wow factor at all. I can cannot remember a memorable play that he has had in 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 what John uh, three years has it been three, three years? years? Yeah. Uh, time to move on. Let's move forward. Let's not keep making the same mistake by keeping someone on the roster who shouldn't be on it, but just based on a high draft position. Move on. Goody, you made a mistake. Move on. Move forward. Yeah. So as GM, cut immediately. So mm-hmm. so he's a guy, you know, unfortunately, I just don't – he just doesn't look like an NFL player. He can't play fullback, and he can't play tight end. What good is he yeah. to you? Um, He does right, play exactly. some special teams. I, unless he was the best special teams player that you got on your team – I don't see the value in keeping them on the roster, but um, that's just me. So, those are my thoughts. Any thoughts on that, John?
0: You're a tough GM. The DeGaro family is uh-huh. mad at you now. Cut the. Oh, well. Cut. No. <laughs> hey, hey,
1: GM's got to make tough decisions.
0: Yeah, you got to make know? Tough No, those are really good decisions. Uh, as far as winning, I agree. I mean, because we are no longer uh, the Packers of the 80s, we're just not. You know, we have enjoyed winning for a very, very long time. And we just can't, we can't be like trying to think of a team um, that's been mediocre for a little while that just, you kind of like, well, I don't want to say the San Francisco 49ers, but I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers. So the 49ers have been a team that's always been there. Yes. Have been to a recent Super Bowl and everything. But when is the last time they won a Super Bowl? And that would be 1998
1: or nine? <laughs> No, it wasn't. I well, don't know. It, was, it was Steve it was, Young
0: was their quarterback. Yeah. They beat the San Diego Chargers. It was yeah. late 90s. Yeah. Uh, shortly after, we won uh, our Super Bowl. Uh, but yeah, that's their last one. So it's been... A really, really long time, and you again. I know you're thinking, well, San Francisco's not mediocre. I mean, there always been, but they'll get there, and they just can't seem to find a way to win. And a lot of people, which teasing Andy and I will have our Super Bowl picks next week, uh, are saying they're going to be in the Super Bowl this year, and I just don't see it. I, I just don't see them doing it, and. That's why I don't want the Packers to be. I don't want the Packers like they have been, really, getting close to yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have to win. we got to win a Super Bowl with Jordan Love. Is that going to be easy? No, it isn't. But we have to find a way, or like you said, Andy, move on. Like, okay, fine. It's not working. Let's go. You know, because we've yeah. given them enough time.
1: Yep. So, if you're just an okay team, John... Uh, you're yeah. going to be, be drafting too high to get really, yeah. really good talent anyway. Yeah. So you might as well just tank and get get, yeah, get some really right. good players and yeah, yeah. rebuild. Uh, yeah. You know, tear it all down, build it all back up. So absolutely. The, the key player, again, is the quarterback. You start the with quarterback. Quarterback. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. the quarterback. So that's the way of the National Football League now. It's all about offense. It's all about the quarterback. Quarterbacks win you Super Bowls. Yes, defenses they do. typically do not.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. So now our last little thing here, last little part, was an interesting article you found, Andy. Uh, so why don't you share that with the Packer Blitz fans? Well, we actually have a
1: couple more parts, John. But oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, you know, we're going to try to keep this under an hour and a half, <laughs> but because this is our podcast, who knows. Maybe this will be a record for us. Um, there you go. Yeah, so there was another – there's an article last time that pissed me off, and so there's another one that, you know, may be kind of unhappy. So I figured I'd bring it up. Uh, so uh basically there was an article uh, from Alex Hoagler of uh, TotalProSports.com. Okay. And basically uh he went into the final off-season grades – uh, for all the 32 NFL teams, in particular the Packers. And his grade for the Packers was a D. Hmm. So I'm gonna go through why he said we had a D during our offseason. I don't think he's right, and I'm sure John, you probably don't think he's right, but yeah, he said that it's it's hard to defend the Aaron Rodgers trade, number one. Uh didn't think it was a good idea, whatever. Um, again, we could rebuke that and You know, rip them apart or whatever, but that was his opinion. Second thing was he said the Packers draft was very curious. (laughs) And that's where his direct words. Very curious. Okay. The Packers already have enough star power in the front seven of the defense, according to him. Really? And then why did they use a first round pick on Lucas Van Ness? And then he talked about the Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur, rarely uses tight ends in his offense. So why take two tight ends in rounds two and three? You know, some of that kind of makes sense what he's saying, but, again, John, as you know and Packer fans know, our defense is not a top three defense anyway. No. So, our no. power in the front seven, I think he was talking about all the draft picks we've used
0: yes, I on our defense.
1: And our defense actually is more mediocre than we want yeah. it to be, especially our run defense. So, anyway. So, NFL fans, Packer fans, make sure that you read the article titled the official final 2023 offseason grades for all 32 NFL teams revealed. Just read it. It's very interesting article that gives you honest conclusions with deductive reasoning. That doesn't mean that I agree that it's right, especially with regards to the Packers. But that's okay. The article does make you wonder and think. And so read it, you know, draw your own conclusions from it. So, John, do you have any response uh, to this? I'm going to have a response in a second what I think the Packers offseason grade was. And uh, I'll give my little synopsis on that before we move on.
0: Okay, cool. So uh, really, it's one man's opinion. Uh, Whether it's right or wrong, uh, you know, it's up for your judgment. But Packer fans know, real Packer fans, especially Packer Blitz fans know, we're in a no-win situation to keep Rodgers. Either he retires, which he said he was 90% going to retire, and we get nothing. Or Rodgers stays a year or two, retires, Jordan Love says, the heck with this, can't blame him, right? And he leaves, and we get nothing. So we know we should have traded Rogers to Denver a couple years ago, we would have got a King's ransom for him. And you know, that's what it could have shoulda. It's in our past. We can't do anything about it. Because Russell Wilson, you know, look at the Seahawks. They're (laughs) they're gonna be a good team for a while without the draft picks they got for Russell Wilson. Um, so again, okay, I, I see what he's saying a little bit, but when he talks about tight ends. Oh, by the way, where would Patrick Mahomes be without Travis Kelsey? <laughs> He's a tight end, right? Uh-huh. You don't you don't think that Matt LaFleur, come on, it's a copy it's a copycat league, is gonna go, okay. <laughs> All we need is one of these tight ends that we drafted, just one of them to play up to like Travis Kelsey. And by the way, 49ers with George Kittle. How would the 49ers be without George Kittle? I don't know. Maybe not so hot. And remember, he was under uh, those coaches in that kind of same tree, if you want to say, where they did use the tight end. So I totally disagree with that. I think Lafleur said, hey, I need a tight end, okay? And I need a tight end that can stretch the field because why did we get Jimmy Graham that year, right? Well, there's no reason to draft Jimmy Graham. He's, you know, done, in my opinion. And then why did we get Mercedes Lewis? Well, I don't know, two veteran tight ends who can help, you know, stretch the field and maybe, you know, stretch the end zone and the red zone and help you out here. Come on. You know, so that's stupid. Um, And then really, we don't know. What's going to happen next year because uh, Rodgers, if he stays healthy, we'll get a first-round pick. And like you said earlier, we have to use that first-round pick for a quarterback one way or another. So my final grade is incomplete because we don't know what's going to happen with Rodgers this year, and we don't know what's going to happen with the tight ends, and we don't know what's going to happen with Jordan Love. Right, we're on and on and on. We just don't know. So, to me, to give anybody a grade right now, that's incomplete. So, Andy, what is your uh, little uh, synopsis about this?
1: I will add, John. I mean, Lafleur uses a lot of two tight end sets. They yeah. drafted two tight ends. It's all good. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. if they're but right. they hit on both tight ends, play both of them. Right. All the better. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, and this was the oh, yeah, draft that, that actually had some really good tight ends in it. So then, of course, that's the strength of the draft. Well, then you draft some tight ends. Yeah. And, oh, just so. really
0: quickly with Lucas von Ness, you cannot have enough pass rushers. No, you know. <laughs> Come it on. wasn't
1: like our pass rushing was stellar last year either. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but Sean Gary goes out, and what's our pass rush? uh yeah. nothing. Oh, okay. Well, that's Joe Barry. Should find another way.
1: exactly yeah so my response to you know alex again he gave us you know a d and he's just talking about the off season john so and that grade um i i know there's some things still out there but i would give him uh, a c plus and this is my reasoning why um and actually the way it's been going it's been you know um kind of rising and rising and rising up, but I would give him a C plus. And this, so this is my synopsis right here. I, I thought that trading A-Rod set in motion a very unclear future for the Packers franchise. Then the Packers organization didn't bring in any veteran players, any, especially a quarterback, to reassure me, you know, reassure Packer fans everywhere and stabilize the situation. That immediately dropped the off season for me Uh, to an F, okay? Uh, Just that not knowing. I want stability. I want to know what's going to happen. So, but, you know, however, uh, I think that the coaching staff and the remaining Packers players have been re-energized by the fresh start, coaching staff, everybody, um, and the potential emergence of Jordan Love, As of today, the 2023 draft looks like it may have been great with a lot of diamonds instead of lumps of coal. The Packers got some draft capital in the A-Rod trade that hopefully will help the team win. Maybe not this year, but in future years. That raised my grade uh, to a C right away with the plus Added on because of what I have seen and heard from uh, training camp and the the first two preseason preseason games, a lot of good things are happening, John, and so yeah. I'm feeling really good about it. So again, that grade is is raising up for me. The off season is before the start of the regular season, <laughs> so you know maybe uh, ask me again in a few weeks. But I think right. a lot of the moves they made. Um, but you have to admit, John, they didn't really bring in a whole lot of veteran presence yeah. and they got rid of My a God. lot of guys. I mean, they got rid of our kicker, yes. they got rid of our tight end and they got rid of Aaron Rodgers. That was three guys that had been with the club for a while, for a long while, for a couple of them, 15 years or more, two of them. And yes. you've lost some of that veteran pl- presence and then you don't replace mm-hmm. them. You can't replace them too easily, but at least you got to try. And they do not dip into the free agent market, as everybody knows, typically. And they didn't oh. this year again. So again, who's who are the veterans? Who's the veteran leadership? You know. And so that's why initially I was like, oh boy, <laughs> you know. But I'm feeling reassured <laughs> a little bit in the last few weeks. Yeah. All right. Okay. So moving on, John.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Shout outs.
1: Yeah, Packers blitz shout outs. Uh, Former longtime Milwaukee Bucks head coach and NBA Hall of Famer Don Nelson did a really good deed. He opened up his Maui rental homes to the victims who have been displaced by the fires. The fires on Maui were the deadliest in the United States in more than a century. As of late Sunday, in the community of Lahaina, there were... 114 confirmed dead, and 1,000-plus still missing. Don Nelson said, and he quotes, he says, we're doing the best we can, but we only have space for 24 people. There are thousands of people homeless right now. It's overwhelming, end quote. Nelson is just the latest person from the world of sports to help, boxer, boxer, Floored. Uh, Mary Mayweather. Sorry, Mayweather flew nearly seventy families off of Maui, seventy families, and provided them with hotel rooms, food, clothing, and more. Last week, uh, golfer golfer Colin Morikawa, uh, pledged to donate one thousand dollars to relief efforts for each birdie he makes during the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup playoffs. Too. By the way. <laughs> He had 17 birdies last week and 12 so far this week as of 3 p.m. when I was paying attention to the round today in Chicago, Uh, but he was still playing. So that's, you know, it's 29,000 bucks so far that he's donated. So that's awesome. Thank you, Colin. It's awesome to see so many people helping others in times of great tragedy and need. Absolutely. So second shout out. Uh, is to Packers GM Brian Gutekunst. He immediately shut down rumors and indu- innuendo regarding the possibility of trading David Bakhtiar to the New York Jets. John already talked about that before. Thank you, Goody. John and I do our best on Packers Blitz to do the same straight shooting and no bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. So, thank you, Goody. Uh, thanks to. Gabriel Dow, VP of Marketing and Fan Engagement for getting the 2025 NFL Draft to Green Bay, Green Bay. She has been with the club since 2014, John, and her perseverance really paid off. John and I are really happy <laughs> that the draft is coming to Green Bay. We got to go to Absolutely. that, Absolutely. Okay.
0: Yes, we are. And then
1: this uh, past week, uh, I don't know if he was in for the game on Saturday, but NFL Commissioner Boo. Roger Goodell boo was boo. Uh, in Green Bay to praise the Packers organization and convey the excitement that the NFL has that Green Bay is hosting the 2025 NFL draft. Yes, yes. so uh, any comments on those outs or you got any other shout oh no, really yourself, nice people John?
0: helping out you know people when you can I mean that's what we're here for so and uh, like goody. Taking a bull by the horns, man. Oh, no no kidding. Of Shut it, back it down. And, Shut yeah, it none, down. None of this crap up. we'll see and maybe and blah. No, just say no. We're not. You know. End of story. Shut so up. Moving on. Yeah.
1: Yep. So we are now, John, to the end of Packers Blitz. And uh, what what we have learned today, <laughs> we're going to talk about that. First thing we learned, John, Packers fans out there all over the world in the United States and abroad, uh, running back, Emmanuel Wilson deserves to play in the NFL and make a roster period. Yes. He was the Packers bit blitz, uh, player of the game last week and a stud this week. Congrats. I just don't know if he will make the Packers roster. I'm still yeah. debating that one. we're we going to talk about that next week though. Maybe yeah, I'll have we'll to make talk it, a- about it next week. Okay. We'll have to figure it out. Second thing, Goody invested a lot of draft capital on the interior of the defensive front. That investment has paid off. Wooden and Brooks are the real deal. Uh, Second thing we learned today, Packer fans, Uh, the Packers may have lost the game, but they won in the trenches with their offensive line play. The line dominated a really good Patriots defensive front seven during that preseason game on Saturday. Uh, Fourth thing we learned, the Packers' offseason wasn't that bad, I would say that its grade is trending upward with the draft that we had. It's certainly not as poor as a, a grade of D. If Total Sports, TotalProsports.com, can give the Dallas Cowboys an offseason grade of A plus, A plus, John, then Come we shouldn't on. trust the grade that it gave the Pack. By no. the way, the Packers. Uh, Sorry, the Cowboys erred in letting their offensive coordinator, uh, Kellen yeah. Moore, go to the L.A. Chargers, by the way. Not an A-plus move. Plus, I think no. Mike McCarthy, I think, is taking over the play calling again.
0: So good luck with oh, that. Oh, boy. Good luck, good with, luck that. with that. Good
1: luck with that. have a new offensive quarter, and, and he's getting more involved involved in the offense. I'm sorry. That wasn't the oh, problem. Boy. Kellen Moore was not the problem. So no, uh, fifth not. thing we learned today, Don Nelson is a really caring and good dude. I wish there were more 80-something-year-olds. He's 83, by the way. I wish there were more 80-something-year-olds out there who had the fire and drive to do something, really do something meaningful with their lives. It's really inspiring. And last thing, sixth thing that we learned today. We learned so many things today, but this is the sixth thing that I picked out. The Patriots (laughs) released a statement on the health status of cornerback Isaiah Bolden. I figured I'd follow up on that. It reads as follows. This is the statement from the Patriots. He had feelings in all of his extremities, but has been taken to a local hospital for further tests and observation. This is kind of the standard fare with that. On Sunday, though, today, uh, Isaiah was released from the hospital and was able to travel back to Foxborough, Massachusetts with his Patriots teammates. And uh, that's great news, isn't it, John?
0: Yes, great news, great news. I hope the guy, uh, you know, if he wants to continue to play football, fine. If not, hope he has a great life. So, great show, Andy. We great learned show. so much today. We learned so much today. Next week, final preseason game against the Suckhawks. I mean, Seahawks. And Pete Carroll chewing his gum like a cow. Oh, yep. God, does that drive me freaking crazy. <laughs> uh, it's this Saturday at noon, by the way. Nude game at Lambeau. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you can't watch the game. That's okay, because (laughs) Andy and I will tell you all about it. So next week, we'll do the game summary. We'll do that really quick because we have a long (laughs) episode again. I guess. Because we will have our final predictions for the 2023-2024 NFL season. We'll have division winners for AFC, NFC, of course. Playoffs, who's gonna be winning the playoffs and the Super Bowl. So please send us an email, uh, packersblitz Packers 80 at gmail.com because tell us not only how we're doing, but also we want to know what you guys think. Will you gonna be your divisional winner, Super Bowl, and everything? And we will put that into here. Um, listen to us on Spotify, YouTube, iHeart, or wherever you listen to, Packers Blitz. We hit subscribe because again, we love having you guys on. And we need the support because Andy and I are just doing this as two guys, just having a ball and being good friends and love the Packers. So, go Pack Go! Go Pack Go! I love you. Talk to you next week. Next week. Later.